A very warm welcome to This World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello everyone and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Uh, My name is Rebecca, I am one of the directors at World Game Changers. And we have got a a continuing guest um, that is usually the host of the podcast, uh, Paul Lowe, who you probably know very well if you're an avid listener. Um, So, Paul, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much indeed, mine host. So today is actually a four part in a series um, that we have titled and we are exploring around the greatest challenge in life is. So... Yeah, I mean, where do we start with this? Uh, we kind of left it um, that there's there's a lot to explore. There's so much to explore in this question. Um, and there's a lot that we can prod and poke and be curious around and, and discover um, and, and lots to dance around. So I'm curious uh, as to your uh, 17 pages of notes, Paul, um, is there anything that you'd like to, to pick up on that? to start the thread yeah four words control let it go control let it go so what do i mean by that listeners so the mind is an incredibly powerful mechanism incredibly and but i think there's also that kind of mind where we can focus a lot of energy trying to manipulate a situation or control a situation that's out of our control just because we have a dream around it. And, um, you know, using an exercise with clients on beliefs, you know, creating a belief. And as as a general rule of thumb, the more that an individual can control his or her own situation, the more chances of achieving that goal and forming that belief will be. Because once you're sort of at the behest of third parties, your chances reduce because he or she might have other thoughts. And I don't know, simple example. I want to become an astronaut. Okay. What do you need for that then? Well, you know, I need a pilot's license, pilot's license <laughs> um, to fly a, I don't know, what do you call rocket? Do you get a pilot's license to fly a rocket? But I'm sure you take my point. Um, <laughs> you know, all, I mean, I don't know. This is maybe, let's use an example of a driving instructor. I want to become a, dri- a car driving instructor. Okay. Have you got a car? No. Okay. So you need to buy a car. Have you got a driving license? No. Ah, now you need to pass your test. Enter third party who's going to decide whether you're fit to drive or not. So straight away, the the power and the control is being taken away from you. You can take the action that you want and you think, but, you know, 
there's this kind of certainly in the UK that if the driving instructor's got out of the bed the wrong side, you're going to fail your test. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know. That's another conversation altogether. So, okay, so you need to buy a car. Okay, well, that's fair enough. Um, but you need to pass your test. Then when you've passed your test, you then need to pass your advanced driving test. So yet again, you're at the, you know, the behest of a third party. Then you need to attract some clients. Once again, they may or may not like your driving score. So all of a sudden, your dream is challenged by many moving parts outside of yourself, okay. as opposed to, I don't know, I want to lose weight. Oh, well, that's 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 within my power. Might not find it easy, or I may find it easy, but that's down to me, me, myself and I. So you've got two totally different examples there. So but this thing about control. Um, so we think that if we just put in loads of effort, we'll get our goal. That's not the case, because there's two things here that we need to be very, very aware of. Um, one is what's called correct effort. What kind of effort are we making? So if you want to bring about change in the world, bring it about in your world, because by you bringing it about in your world, it will affect the world because you're not going to change the world because there's, you know, there's eight billion people that's going to have many and very different opinions. So what we're going to do, we're going to visit every single one of them. We know in our own relationships with our family, our close friends, our colleagues, how difficult that can be sometimes just to change one mind, let alone eight billion. And we're not responsible for their thoughts or opinions, mm. but we can change ourselves. And it's how we frame our world. You know, and are we emitting that energy of love, of compassion, of of care, of empathy, or are we, you know, uh, kicking back because somebody won't do what we think they should do? Mm. So there's a big difference, isn't there? Mm. So essentially, bringing about change in the world is about where we're going to direct our energy. Mm -hmm. And to help in that process of directing energy, there's two very, very important things. One is vision. What do I want for my life? Mm -hmm. What's the vision for my life? Where am I going? You know, um, and then the other one is reality. What is it that you're trying to control? I've given those two very contrasting examples of losing weight. Yes, I can control that versus I want to be an astronaut or a driving. I can't. There's too many external moving parts. I've got to give up. I'm not saying I've got to give up my dream or my goal, but I'm not going to become attached to the outcome because that decision is outside of me. And if I get hooked in to that decision and it goes against me, that then leads to trap toxic energy and things like anxiety, depression, etc. Because all the story. See, I told you you weren't good enough to become an astronaut. You know, why don't you? You're just a working class boy, a working class girl. Why don't you stick to what you know? Don't get ideas above your station. And all those stories that was told to us, or may have been told to us from an early age, that was certainly my experience. You know, boys like us go to prison. We don't go to university. Another one. You know, that we, we spoke about this before. So 
the irony is if you can change something, let go of the need to control it and, and just take the action. And this is what I've done many times in my life, listeners, where I've identified something. If it's out of my control, doesn't mean I've given up on it. Far from it. But I'll devise a strategy around that. I'll take the necessary action and then I'll let it go because I re realize there's things outside. And the real the realization for me is so powerful because when I first attempted suicide as a kid at 13 and a half, it's because I gave my power away to an external source called a football club. And when they lost two games, my, uh, two games on the trot, my world was shattered. So it's about bringing that power back. So it's about the vision. Where am I going? And then the reality of the situation. Who's got control over my destiny here? So what amount of power am I investing in the third party? And that's okay to do that. We do it in relationships, you know, when we're putting our heart and our feelings and everything and our intimate shares and secrets on the line. You have to take that leap of faith. But it's being measured about that and knowing that, okay, I've done that, rather than gung-ho and wearing your heart on the sleeve to, you know, to all and sundry. Mm. Any thoughts on that, Rebecca? A bit of a mouthful there. Wow, no, there was a lot of incredible things in there. Um, I completely agree that change requires correct effort, or at least positive change. I really mm. like that that you, you you framed it around correct effort because mm. you know you can just make effort and and this is actually I'll I'll kind of just mention this here and I'll probably talk about it maybe in a bit, but um because I could go into so much detail on this, but with I'm learning to dance at the moment and oh my god it's teaching me so much about the balance of control and letting it go in the technique and the flow and the kind of zest if you like and um and and correct effort because I can practice all I like but if that practice isn't optimal if I'm actually not learning the things that you know I need to be learning to make that progress it's just effort that's kind of wasted so anyway that's just a bit of a side note um yeah changing yourself to change the world because as you say it's not it's not anyone's responsibility to go out there and fix things that ultimately is outside is outside of our our hands um so when we actually take that responsibility ourselves and it's interesting isn't it because when you let go of the need to control situations and circumstances you do take back a responsibility and then you get the power back mm. which is almost like control so it's kind of like this paradox um i found it interesting uh what you mentioned about the setting the intentions and taking the action but ultimately if there's third parties if there's other people involved then it's the attachment to that thing that you're wanting to achieve or the outcome or the dream or whatever it is so recognizing that you can have a dream and that's wonderful and you can go after it and you can set intentions and you can take all the action um but along the way, the goalposts might move. And if you're too attached to the original 
idea or outcome, then there's gonna it's gonna skew your ability to actually grow um and to 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 kind of go in the direction of your soul's calling as well because that original dream you may have had or you know uh that might not be what's meant for you so being able to have that detachment from it and in a way it's kind of it's always a fine balance between going with the flow but that strength as well or that control or that um I think about this a lot uh, in terms of I know we've talked about paradoxes a lot but I think about this a lot in life like if distilling it down it's that fine balance of control and letting it go which is what you mentioned at the the top of this thread so kind of a bit all over the place but yeah Mm. lots in there yeah definitely I think, I think the attachments key isn't it because if we get attached to something then yeah i mean on so many levels from a from a basic level attachment is so powerful but it brings in the question of identity attachment yeah. to who i think i am and mm. i know you and i have spoken so much around this in terms of blast healings you know and all that kind of stuff this whole kind of uh well just let's say identity and leave it at that um, which leads very nicely into a question. So, Rebecca, are you superwoman? I would say probably not. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me if I'm Superman. Okay, are you Superman, Paul? With whistles and bells on. Ah. You better believe it. You better believe I am. And I can hear you listeners saying, who is this arrogant so-and-so, this seemingly confident individual that's making ridiculous statements like that? Well, let me allow me to elaborate, if you will. We have a choice. And the language that we send down into our subconscious, the subconscious is very, very simple. It's very binary. It doesn't recognize fancy statements. It recognizes things like good or bad. And so to to claim that identity of Superman, in my case, versus Shufflefoot, which was part of my previous identity, raises me up energetically. And, uh, you know, we took these things that and science has proven this. I mean, there is a lot of science to back this up. This is not kind of, you know, idealistic sort of new age mumbo jumbo thinking far from it. So for me. That you know, some part of the self language I have, and uh, and as you know, Rebecca, I've had a, a sort of a little bit of a challenge just lately over a certain situation. But my my language hasn't changed because this cloud will pass, Paul. This cloud will pass, and you know why it will pass? Because as Superman, you can make it pass rather than sitting there. Woe is me! You know, energetically, I felt drained, and that's okay. That's okay, and it's we we you know we addressed this on a previous, in fact, on a couple of previous episodes around sitting in, sitting there that self observation. 
What, what am I witnessing? What am I feeling now? I'm feeling in pain. I'm feeling X or I'm feeling anger or I'm feeling frustration or I'm feeling and witnessing and being with it and sitting with it rather than no, 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 it'll go away. You know, it's no, 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 big boys don't cry and all that kind of superficial conditioning that we undergo. So it's sitting with it because it will pass. And it's like all bullies. Once it realizes it has no power over you, it won't come and trouble you again. It'll represent in another format because these things don't go away. But the thing is, we get stronger and stronger and we recognize, you know, OK, it's that one again, is it? OK, well, I'll sit here and watch you pass the way I have done your predecessor and the one before that and the one before that and the one before that. Never goes away, but we learn to catch it quicker. We get more aware. Yeah. And we observe ourselves in the process. So. Mm. So just going back to the Superman, some of the language. So let me just read a few bullet points around Superman, Superwoman. Let's say Superperson. Let's sit okay. in the middle. Superperson is powerful and fearless. Superperson is indestructible. Superperson is virtually indestructible, except for cryptones, of course. Superperson can stop bullets. And all this kind of sensational talk, and it might sound zany, but it's better than actually embracing and sending signals down to our subconscious, our command center. I am shuffleful. I am useless. Even saying that now on this on this on this conversation, I'm very mindful of that. So I actually sort of send a message back down to the sub, only joking. Humor, you know, and it's kind of canceling out that because this this subconscious that we're sending it down to our command center is so powerful and it will store it. So, you know, there is so much power in the story we tell ourselves. That's why I've joked in the past about, you know, when I have his shave and saying, do you know what, Paul, you are one handsome young boy. I do that. I honestly do that. Rather than, oh, you've got a grey ear come or, you know, whatever it is, you know, um, mm. we have a choice because mm. both the stories. But why wouldn't we choose a more empowering story over one that doesn't empower us? Both the stories. Yeah. But the subconscious will deliver based on what we tell it. Absolutely. And, you know, what's interesting about Superman is that he's actually... In the, I don't know about the comics, I'm sure it's a similar story, but in the film, he's actually a normal guy, isn't he? He's a normal guy, but he mm. becomes Superman. So it's like it's, it is within us all. If you activate it, if you choose it, if you decide that, you know, as you say, ultimately it's a story that you're telling yourself about who you are and the language that you're using. And, um, you can change the story. You can mm. um, create create your identity. And, you know, that's actually part... Sometimes I feel like we maybe talk about identity in, in, in a way that we're kind of not being negative about it, but it's part of the beauty of life. It's, it's mm. the, you know, the actual... Um, we're here on this earth uh, and to to be able to communicate with each other, we do need an identity and the uniqueness of us all, the different, the nuances, the different things, you know, the expressions of, of who we are and 
the different um parts of identity i mean uh, you know so much about identities and there that uh, that kind of contributes to to who we are at, at the same time as it's also not part of who we are but it's kind of part of the beauty of life um of being a human being um so yeah but i i, I like the super person idea because it brings back the fact that we do have a choice and yeah why would you why would you choose I say why would you choose I mean I know I've I've done that so much in my life you know and it's not like I've not I'm not doing that anymore it's a constant process it's a constant dance of awareness and listening to the way that I'm talking to myself and um but yeah super person superman superwoman it brings in fun as well brings yeah. in fun absolutely that lightness of energy that childlike curiosity but here's the sexy stuff here's the science let's go into and we're not going to go too deep but here's the the really good stuff our brain makes certain chemicals known as neuropeptides so with these neuropeptides these are molecules of emotion so we've got things like love fear joy passion so on so on but they're not only contained in the brain, but they circulate throughout our whole cellular system. So when we trigger that command center called subconscious, it'll send them these messages out. Yeah. Rather than. So just be careful what we say, even when, oh, Paul, you silly so and so. I was only, and you know, if ever I sort of swear or react or in the moment because of conditioning. Catch it, catch it very quickly. Only joking, sent it to Subbe, I call him Subbe. Only joking, Subbe. Only joking, bit of humour, um, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like sending out a frequency. So if you imagine that, I don't know, uh, I'll use an example in my hometown of Nottingham. So BBC Radio Nottingham is on 96.2 FM. Now that's got a certain listenership. So if I if I dial into 96.2 FM, it's going to send out a certain frequency that certain listeners that are attuned are going to receive. Now, if those people are not ready to receive that because they're in another part of the world or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. They're not going to receive it. Does that mean that that signal's not there? No. So our part of our role is what am I self-aware to receive? What signal, what vibration? And this is why, for me, it's imperative that we surround ourselves with people that are like minded or can stretch us more so the latter, because how are we going to grow? And sometimes that can be a real scary place because that takes us back to the let it go, the control thing. No, you know, you look at a newborn child and as soon as a child learns from a very, very early age that by crying, oh, I get picked up, I get loved, I get fed, I get watered. Ooh. Yet again, science to prove this is nice. I might try that. I mean, obviously, the child doesn't think as a newborn baby doesn't think, oh, I might try that later on in life. But the reality is the child does try it later on in life because it's learning to control. It's getting comfort on its terms, being fed, watered, changed, slip, whatever it is. And that's from my early age. I've come down a little bit of a rabbit hole there. 
Um, but that's where we, we learn that art of control. Um, some might even say selfishness, but um, yeah. But the signal goes both ways. Now, this is the real kind of cool stuff. So we send out this signal from the command center. It goes around all these molecules all throughout our body. Um, but it sends it back to us as well. So it's like a self-perpetuating journey. So it's reinforcing all the time. It's immensely powerful. That's why it's so, and I've said this countless times, listeners, it's so imperative that we understand the story we're telling ourselves and not just the words, but what energy are we attributing to them? Because there's a school of thought that communication is about 7% words, 38% uh, tonality and 55% physiology. That's why when I speak, particularly my <coughs> interesting in my left hand's always on the go, always on the go. Not so much my right hand, and that's a recent observation, a recent self-observation. But what I'm doing, I'm conveying energy. I'm hopefully create. Well, from my world, I am. How people receive it, that's that's kind of up to them. But this power, this 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 whole kind of energy, this love, the language I use is very loving. But that's only words. So the tonality. You know, I know we've done this exercise before, listeners, with, with more than one guest of, I love you. It's kind of incongruent as opposed to, I really, really, really love you. And obviously you can't see my hands, but this expression of sort of touching my heart and outwardly, this show of emotion. This is so powerful. So, so powerful. Mm. Any thoughts on that? I'm going to come up for here, Rebecca. <laughs> I mean, lots of thoughts. Yeah, it's interesting uh, about the neuropeptides and the signals and the frequencies. Um, you know, it's interesting with uh, the, the placebo effect, because I feel like that is literally mm. what we're talking about. But it's kind of poo-pooed by science isn't it it's like oh you know it's the placebo effect they don't actually I, I don't feel like there's it's got its recognition for the magic of actually what that is um and and what you're talking about there you know with the ability to actually change your energy by the words that you're telling yourself to create that frequency to ripple out into your whole being and how you communicate and how you translate and um not just the words, but the energy, the tonality, the really the essence. I feel like that's revolutionary. I like in that many word. ways. I like that word revolutionary. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> yeah. Um and it is for me like a reminder always of the power of that. Mm. Um so, yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff indeed. Where do you want to take this one, Mom? I mean, do you want to kind of, I think we're really getting to the heart of where we're going with this. Mm. Um, where do you want to take it? Do you want to kind of wrap this one up and we'll dive into a, um, another one, which I think will probably take us home now. Probably take yeah. us home because I want to deliver this real, in my humble opinion, 
Um, you know, and I think the listeners have been, you know, if they've followed this sequence, been incredibly patient as well. It's like, Paul, stop tricking us because there's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's one more, there's one more, there's one more. Yeah, right, just kind of, deliver now. Just deliver. Yeah. <laughs> building it up and building it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, I think Alfred Hitchcock, who was deemed to be the master of suspense, I think he even he'd have got tired of this one by now. So um, mm. any concluding thoughts on, on uh, you know, where we're going to go with this one? Where we're going to go? Or... Well, not where we're going to go, but just to wrap it up, to summarise it. Sure. Um. I, yeah, I feel like for me this has been really interesting around the duality of control and uh and letting it go and how that plays out in life um and you know everyone has a choice we all have a choice so um paradoxically when you choose to let go you get back control um so all sorts of these things I'm going to be I'm going to be thinking about I'm going to be sitting with and reflecting on in my life um so yeah another brilliant um deep dive Mm, okay well there you have it listeners so all that remains now is to to sign off the way we always do now we always do by saying (laughs) remember the world's changing how will you respond Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond?